Luke 1, verse 39. The word of God reads as follows. It says, Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of our Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed that there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Amen. Amen. I want to preach from this pericope of text today, the, the response to his presence. The response to his presence. Help me. Clarify this with your neighbor. Say, neighbor, there is a right response to his presence. Amen. My brothers and my sisters, as we, we make our way down to celebrating the, the date of the Lord's birth, we need to understand that there is a right response to what is happening in the world today. As believers in Jesus Christ, we must understand that God has already dictated that it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. As we move toward Christmas Day celebration, we need to be mindful that it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Uh, after all, that's not some cliche. That is the word right from the word of God. And God established this, Deacon Evelyn. He showed us what it meant to give uh, on this season. The Bible says in John's gospel, for God so loved the world that he gave. There ought to be something about the love for God. That ought to make every blood-bought saint want to give. Now, 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 now. Don't get it twisted. Uh, it ought to be something about your love for God. That make every person that has professed a belief in Jesus Christ. To want to give more than he or she receives. So, okay, okay, all right. Society has taught us uh, that, uh, that it's better to receive than to give. And I'm not talking about anybody this early in my sermon. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. We have to be careful about raising individuals. And I could have said children, but we got to be careful about raising individuals that think that it's more blessed to receive than to give. Because we serve a God that loves so much that he gave. And he didn't just give anything. He didn't give what was left over. He didn't give, uh, he didn't just give anything. The Bible says that he gave his only begotten son. 
Uh, that, that's greater than any amount of money that you can ever come up with. It, he gave his all. In, in other words, uh, he gave everything. He gave his very essence to man. Not just to any man. I feel like preaching right now. But he gave his essence to men that would take the things of God and strangle it and raggle it and, and tear it out. You remember when you was a child and you would get that toy that you always wanted on Christmas Day? And before grandmama them come over to eat, the toy is already broken. Y'all remember that? Am I, am, I, am I the only one? You already done tore up the toy? Mama done worked all year to get that toy. But some kind of way, you managed to tear it up. God gave, he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. And before noon, good God Almighty, wish I could preach this. We managed to tear it up. This Christmas is not a season of getting, but it is a season of giving. It's a season in which God has already mimicked. He showed us. He's been the example of what it means to be godly and loving. For he gave his only begotten son. Now, the first thing that we need to do, and it's right here in the text, we need to find out, we need to come to grips with how we must first handle being in his presence. Oh, man, I... Um, uh, uh, stories and, 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 and them little holiday stories and, and all that stuff and Lifetime and, and, and all the movies and stuff done twisted all of this and caused us to think that it's about something when it really isn't. Please understand that before God sent Jesus, first of all, sent, sent John the Baptist in the world, that was 400 years where God didn't say anything. I wish I was at Bible study on Wednesday night because at the closing of the book of Malachi, uh, from Malachi to Matthew, uh, it spans 400 years of God saying nothing. He doesn't say anything, nor does he perform any miracles. Uh, you got to understand that the book of Malachi deals with God's questioning and his, his, his rebuke, if you will, to the leadership of the priest. Can I preach this real quick? God say, you robbed me. You've taken advantage of me. You've taken advantage of my blessings. You've taken advantage of all of the, the wealth that I poured out. And, and, and Malachi said, where have we robbed you? He said, in the tithe and in the offering. But you got to keep reading because God issues a verdict. He tells them to bring all the tithes to the storehouse and prove me herewith, says the Lord. And see when I open up the window of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't, you don't have room to receive. It was after that that God closes speaking to man for 400 years. And then at the end of 400 years, Chris, God meets man on the backside of the veil in the temple and he tells man I've heard your prayer and your wife Elizabeth is now going to give birth to a son and you shall name him John but wait a minute understand this John has one purpose in mind he has one thing that he's supposed to do he's supposed to be the forerunner of Jesus Christ somebody somebody missed that uh, can I preach to some forerunners up in the building see there ought to be somebody in here that 
it's not your destiny to talk about God's goodness without showing that God can be good, not sometimes, but all times. Do I have about nine of y'all that can testify that God has been good in your life? It ain't just what you're talking about. You done experienced his goodness in season and out of season. God is good. Has he ever opened up the windows of heaven and poured you out a blessing? I ain't talking about financial, but I'm talking about a show enough blessing, a mm-mm good kind of blessing, a blessing that blesses your socks off. And then when we find ourselves in the text today, the Bible has already relayed that Elizabeth is with child. Now, Elizabeth is older than a whole lot of y'all. She's pushing up on 100. But she finds herself pregnant by the power of the Holy Ghost. Good God Almighty. God intervened and, and Elizabeth and Zacharias begin to have a child. And, and the Bible says that because she's pregnant at such a late age, she begins to have some concerns. She hides herself away for five months. Five months of the pregnancy, Elizabeth is in hiding. But during that five months, the same angel, God, good God Almighty, can I preach real quick right here? Can I, can I preach this point right here? While God is working it out, he already got it worked out. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Somebody sitting beside you right now. God is working out something in your life, and you think it's the beginning of it, but God told me to tell you he's already worked it out. He's already understood what questions you're going to have. He's already come to grips with what you're going to face. He's already worked it out. He's already put people strategically in your path that you will come in contact with that will help you to see good God Almighty that will help you to celebrate the goodness of who am I preaching to in here that done run across somebody's path and they said what God done been telling you and when they said it you knew it was nobody but the voice of God God had already worked it out oh God oh God it was bad enough Marsha that Zacharias didn't believe the angel. And so the angel told Zacharias, since you can't believe what God is getting ready to do, it's best that you shut your mouth. Oh, man. I, I, Gail, I wasn't going to preach it like this. I, I, I was going to go on and preach through here. But, but, but the angel said, listen, John, you priest, you who's supposed to believe before anybody else, if you can't believe, good God Almighty, can, can I preach to some leaders in the church? Can I preach to some folk that supposed to believe the miraculous workings of the Lord? Can I preach to some folk that has stood flat-footed in front of this pulpit and said God has worked some things in my life? Can I preach to some folk that have been the recipient of the miracle messages in your life? Can I preach to some folk that said I believe God can even though it did not look like he would but he did? Can I preach to some folk? That ought to know better. Slap somebody high five and say, you ought to know better. Come on, slap him high five and say, you ought to know he's good. Come on, slap him high five and say, you ought to know what God can do. Is there any secret to what my God can do, what he's done for others? Zacharias, you ought to know better. But since you tripping, you just keep your mouth closed. I 
I'll handle this. Good God Almighty. Can I? Oh, God, I'm trying to get by here, Lena. But God told me to tell you, some of y'all, he done tried to give you an opportunity to be the barrier of good news. But because God couldn't trust how you were going to deliver the news, he kept your mouth shut. And God said, I'll handle this another way. I wonder if I got about nine of y'all up in here that done been a part of God's deliverance, his breakthrough, his miracles in your life that you know God can. And can't no devil in hell shut your mouth. I I can't sit down. I can't stop. I cannot tell. I cannot not tell you about the goodness of the. I mean, you talk so much. You done got old folk nerve on your job. They hate to see you coming because you're always talking about the goodness of the lie. They, 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 they won't invite you to the Christmas party because they don't want you come talking about Christ. He says, Zacharias, if you can't handle the truth, you just close your mouth. I got this. Elizabeth, I wish I could preach this Eula the way I feel it. Elizabeth and Zachariah, they ain't done nothing different. Can I preach to some, to some grown-ups? They still came together the same way they've been coming together, Chris. They ain't did nothing special. Ain't nobody brought no extra roses, some wine, and some... They ain't did nothing special. All Elizabeth knew is that when he walked into the temple, he was talking, and when he came out, he wasn't. Come on to bed. <laughs> but now, she's feeling strange. And she realized, can you believe this? I'm pregnant. 80-something years old. And how did this happen? I'm going to be the laughing stock of the city. And so she hides herself away. And to make matters worse, her husband is dumb. In more ways than I saw. But he can't tell her nothing. All he can do is look at her and say, She hides herself away for five months. But remember, God said, don't you worry about this. I got this. The same angel had a planned visit to a little virgin girl named Mary. The same angel tells Mary that you're about to give birth to the Lord's son. They have the dialogue. You remember it? Mary said, but I've never been with a man. He said, don't worry about that. God got you. This child will be a, a son of the Holy Ghost. And by the way, your cousin Elizabeth, because I couldn't get her husband to say the right thing, I need you to understand that she's pregnant also. Now, y'all missed the text. Elizabeth been hiding for five months. Ain't nobody seen her in five months. Surely Mary had to realize, you're right, I haven't seen my cousin in five months. But the angel said, my cousin Elizabeth is pregnant and five months alone. So I'm going to go see my cousin. And the Bible says, at the beginning of our text today, Mary arose in that day. 
and went to the hill country to see her cousin Elizabeth. And when she got to the house, I can imagine she had a, did a head nod with Zacharias. Went on past Zacharias, got in the presence of Elizabeth. And the Bible says, good God Almighty, when Mary, who was carrying our Lord, came in the presence of Elizabeth, who was trying to figure out how can this be when Mary says to Elizabeth, good morning, cousin. All of a sudden, something happened in Elizabeth's life that had not happened in five months when Mary said, hey, cousin, somebody on the inside of Elizabeth stretched his arms began to wiggle because it realized that it was in the presence of a holy God. And Elizabeth said, my God, my God, something got a hold of me. When you walked in the room, I realized that it was not you, Mary, but it's the baby that you carry in your womb. I've come to preach today to a handful of folk that want to know the truth, that when you come into the presence of a right now God, there ought to be some type of reaction. There ought not be no way that you can sit down on a good God. Has God done anything for you? You ought to stand on your feet and give God praise. If God has been good to you, you ought to shout for joy. If God has moved in your life, there ought not be no devil in hell that can keep you seated. If God woke you up this morning and started you on your way, put food on your table gave you sight for a brand new day if God gave you activity of your limb if God gave you movement in your life you ought to tell somebody God is good and very good is there anybody here that's ever been in the presence of the Lord I'm talking about showing up present the kind of presence that'll make you take your arms and wrap them around yourself and just rock from side to side because he's good he's good he's showing up good hallelujah hallelujah Y'all sit down, ain't through. Y'all sit down. Y'all sit down. I got me. I'm about through. I'm about through. Hey, cousin. That's all she said. Hey, cousin. And John felt the anointing. Oh, God. John felt the presence. I'm looking to pastor a church that no matter how much hell, You've been through out there. When you drive up on the parking lot, you just feel the presence. When you park your car, you feel the anointing. When you get out your car and put your hand on the door, you realize that if you could not find him anywhere else, you're walking into the house of the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I came to lift up my hands and give him praise because he's good. I, I ain't even, I ain't even, 
I ain't even got to the good part. It happened. It happened. It happened. God, Lee, how much time? I was trying to get us out of here. Tyler, Tyler, it happened. It happened. It happened that when Elizabeth heard Mary, oh God, thank you, Holy Hutch. When Elizabeth heard the voice of someone that the Lord was in. <laughs> it happened. Then when Elizabeth heard the voice of somebody that the Lord was in. Y'all ain't got it. Y'all ain't got it. It happened that when Elizabeth heard the voice of somebody that the Lord resided in something on the inside I know what the problem is maybe I'm preaching to some folk that God has not taken up resident in your life yet because when Elizabeth heard the voice of her cousin Mary who had the Lord Jesus dwelling growing moving on the inside Elizabeth and John just could not hold their peace can I preach to some of y'all that still ain't got it Jesus said I'm going to pray to the father and the father going to send you another comforter and the comforter which is the Holy Ghost when he comes he's going to direct you in all things but wait a minute the Holy Ghost is not going to live external from you but the Holy Ghost is going to get down on the inside and when he get down on the inside and you open your mouth you sound like Mary who got the Lord she's it's in the text when it happened, when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, who, by the way, had the Lord on the inside. When Elizabeth heard it, John said, Mama, if you don't jump. I, I, wish, I wish about a hundred of y'all would just check your row real quick. Tell them folk on your row, if you don't move, if you don't jump, if, if this kind of preaching don't move you, if being in the presence and the anointing of the Lord, if it don't move you, you, you can just hold my mute. I, I'm going to dance by myself because don't nobody know like I know how good God been to me. And so if you're waiting for the folks on your road to move, you got to tell, you got to send them an SOS, a slide over somebody. Because I got to give God a crazy kind of praise. You don't know what God done brought me through. He brought me from the shackles of death. He brought me from my sick bed. He brought me 
from a divorce. He brought me from bankruptcy. He brought me from low living. Slide over somebody. You don't know like I know how good God done been to me. Don't let what I look like fool you. I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. Is there anybody here that done dressed up what you look like? You don't know like I know. He's been good to me. He's been good to me. He's been good to me. Has he brought you out? Has he saved your soul? Has he kept you whole? You should have lost your mind, but he kept you. Let me finish. Let me finish. Y'all, wait a minute. We're going to dance again in a minute. Let me finish. Let me finish. Y'all doing like the baby John. Y'all leaping. You're in the presence of the Lord. You're leaping. Hallelujah. The baby leaped in her womb. And she was filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm done. I'm done. Then she began to speak out with a loud voice. See, can I help about nine of y'all? Well, not nine. Let me hear about five of y'all. Speaking out with a loud voice is indicative of glorifying God. I wonder if I got some folk in the building that not ashamed of a loud voice that you come, you showed up this morning to give God glory. You showed up this morning after going through all of the hell that you've been through, after all of the trial and turmoil, after all of the doubt and decision making, you showed up this morning to give God glory with a loud voice. You didn't come to give God glory with a small voice, but you come to tell God, thank you. You come to throw your head back. You come to holler with a loud voice. Thank you, Lord. Oh, bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Hallelujah. 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 Wait, wait. Can I? Can I? Can I, can I, oh Lord, can I, now can I fix, can I finish, I, 
I really, it really some more good stuff in here. Can I finish? Look, look, look. Elizabeth, Elizabeth moved from doubt to dancing. Y'all, 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 God will move you from doubting that he can to dancing that he will and dancing that he did. Anybody God doesn't move your doubt to dancing, you got new proof in the pudding. You celebrate his goodness in your life. Hallelujah. Now, now, okay, come on. Give me, give me five minutes, y'all. Y'all give me five minutes. Give me five minutes. Y'all gonna mess up. Y'all gonna mess up the visitors. They, when the visitors pulled up, it said New Jerusalem Baptist Church. Y'all gonna mess them up. The visitors sit up here right now. I thought it was a Baptist church. You feel the Holy Ghost filled up in here. Fire baptized. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, now, for real, though, for real, I got some more. Right here, I got some more. Y'all pick up your Bibles. I got some more. Right here. For real, right here. I'm from the country. We say here, not here. Right here. Right here. Verse 43. Beverly ain't going to get through this today. Somebody tell the Lord, right here, right here. Come on, tell them right here, right? Come on, look right here, Jesus, right here. Look here, verse, verse 43. Verse 43. Oh, my God. Look, now this is Elizabeth talking. Elizabeth said in verse 43, but why is this granted to me? Good. It's right there. It's right. Elizabeth, she looks at her life. Has anybody ever just looked at your life and looked at the goodness of God in your life and said to yourself, but why is, is this granted to me? Why, why bless me like now this? Now everybody can't do this. This is only for the folk that realize that you've been raggedy from the beginning. You've been towed up from the flow up. You just barely made it in. If we look at your bio right now, we wouldn't be sitting beside you on the pew. If you were looking at my bio right now, you wouldn't be listening to me preach. That you gotta say why. Is this granted to what God? Do you know who I am? Let me burst. Let me burst your bubbles. Because there's a lot of y'all sitting there trying to still look cute. I don't know what it is. Maybe you're trying to keep your hair straighter, trying to keep that dignified look. But you might can fool me. You might can look, you might can walk in looking good, smelling good, walking like a Christian, talking like a Christian, but God know where you come from. Elizabeth said, Why in the world? How in the world? What have I done for this goodness to come upon me? Upon me. I'm, I'm done for real. I done said that. I said that three times. I got four before I'm a true Baptist preacher. I'm done. There it go. I said, why? But why? Why is this granted to me? 
that the mother of my Lord should come to me. I know, I know how, I know how dirty I've been. Every, every morning when you wake up, every morning you wake up with new mercies flooding your soul. You ought to, you ought to say like Elizabeth, why? Because you know what you did yesterday, but why? God, you mean to tell me you woke me up again, but why? Why is this granted to me? That the mother of my Lord should come to me. He says, for indeed, as soon as I heard the voice, your greeting sounded in my ear. Babe leaped in my womb. He didn't, he didn't just, he didn't just loop, leap any kind of way. He didn't just, he didn't just stretch. He didn't just, he didn't just do what babies do in the womb. There was something different about this leaping. This, there was joy wrapped all around this leaping. This, she said, I felt this leaping in my throat. I felt this leaping all over me. That baby leaped for joy. It was a different kind of leaping. Just like there's a different kind of dancing. See, some of y'all come straight out the club and think you can use that kind of dancing. But it's a different kind of dancing. He, he said, this baby leaped for joy. And I'm done right here, Michelle. I promise you. She says, verse 45. So, so, so Elizabeth is getting blessed because she's in the presence of the Lord who has not even shown physically yet. She's blessed, Pearl. She's in the presence of the Lord. Tony, she hadn't even seen him physically. It's, it's just his presence. It's his aura. God's aura will bless you. God's aura lingers around the room like, like a precious fragrance. If you walk in, his aura blesses you. Sometimes I'll, I'll be in the building and anybody know me know I like, I like to smell good. I don't like, uh, I don't like body odors. I don't like bad breath. And so if you're always trying to talk to me and I'm always turning my head, I'm just telling the secret right now. See my armor bearer, he got two mints on him at all times. He got two mints on him right now. <laughs> Sometimes I leave, I leave, I leave, I walk up the hall and Sister Diane and Sister Beverly they say, we, we can tell that you came through. Because we can smell your, your cologne. God leaves an aura like that. See, when he's been here, you, can, you ought to be able to feel it even after the move has stopped. She's, she says, I'm, 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 the babe leaped for joy. Elizabeth is getting blessed. But then she blesses Mary. And this is where I end this. As she blesses Mary, I believe she blesses all of us. As a response to the presence of Christ, we got to learn how to respond in a grateful, joyful manner. But Elizabeth then says in verse 45, Blessed is she 
who believed. For there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told to her. Blessed is the person who believes. Because see, if you believe it, if you believe what God told you, there will be a fulfillment of it. Somebody missed that. Through all this shouting, through all this dance. You end with, blessed is the one that believes what he says. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. There shall be a fulfillment of it. Blessed is he who believes. The earth is not, the earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. You shall prosper. Blessed is he or she that believes. Well, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Thoughts to prosper you. There's a, there's, a, there's a right response to his presence. That same response was, was developed, started over 2,000 years ago. That was a response. As Jesus hung on the cross between two thieves, he's lived some 33 and a half years now he's being crucified for your sins and for mine. Even before we were born, he knew we were going to be sinners. And he dies. Labors and struggles to breathe between two thieves. This man who once was a baby in his mama's arm, born in a stable room. Now a grown man, half naked, bleeding from every orifice in his body, hanging between earth, moon, and stars. As he's hanging there, he loves us enough to call out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. His last words were, into thine hand, I commend my spirit. The Bible said that as he gave up the ghost, the earth reeled and rocked. Because that was the earth's response. As he gave up the ghost, the sun refused to shine. That was the sun's response. As he gave up the ghost, the moon turned blood red. For that was its response. As he died, militia, the, the veil at the temple in Jerusalem was torn from top to bottom. Because that was its response. And the Bible said that the graveyard even had a response. Dead men got up from the grave and began to walk because of the presence of the Lord. But he didn't stop there. He put him in a borrowed tomb and he stayed there all night Friday night. All day Saturday. All night Saturday night, but early Sunday morning. The stone rolled away. Jesus got up with all power in his hand. Now you and I have a right response. That's to celebrate the true and living God. Now he sits on the right hand of God waiting for Gabriel to blow his trumpet. When he comes back, there will be another response. Will you be ready? Will you be ready? 
There may be somebody here today. After all of this preaching, there's a right response. The Bible says in Romans 10 and 9, if thou will confess with thy mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You don't have to leave here unsaved today. There's a right response to a gospel message. It's not about show. It's not about fashion. It's not about who's looking. It's about doing what's right in God's eyes. It's about understanding that God sees you and knows all about you. He looks beyond your faults. He sees your needs. And he knows you needed to be here today. If you're here and you're unsaved, we invite you to come. Accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. If you're already saved but you're in need of a church home, that, that means that you're so far away from where you came from that you need a church home here. We invite you to consider becoming a part of this church. We believe God is doing great things. Uh, our goal is to win souls and make disciples for Christ. And we're going to do that through fellowship, relationship, and discipleship. But we want you to be a part of this. The doors of the church are open. Won't you come? Won't you come?